Hello and welcome to the Sport for Business podcast. I'm your host, Rob Harkness, and today we continue with our series on women's sport in partnership with our good friends at Lidl. Lidl and the LGFA have recently produced research which showed some somewhat depressing figures about the fact that people are still not yet willing to go and attend elite and grassroots women's sport accusations thrown out that the quality isn't good enough, that the stands and the pitches aren't good enough, that it's just too hard to find out where the games are going on. But we also heard about a programme which just showed how wrong all of those things are. In the University of Nebraska, who were of course here only a couple of years back for the Erlingus College Football Classic, they decided to have a volleyball day and to target a world record for attendance at a game. Let's just have a quick listen to how that day played out. national anthem and the flyover really got a lot of people out. Record center in Nebraska. It's a record center for women's sports. I haven't seen something like that in a long time. Talk about big red indeed. It was in just a sea of red. And a big record for women's sports attendance. It's not a Taylor Swift concert. Beyonce, that was the girls' volleyball team. History in the heartland. Something very, very special happened at the University of Nebraska last night. In a sea of red, they cheered by the tens of thousands. The largest attendance for a women's sports event in in history just took place in Lincoln, Nebraska. 92,003. That is the record-breaking number of 92,003 people there to see it at Memorial Stadium, to see Volleyball Day, one of the best programs in the world. More than 92,000 thousand people filled Memorial Stadium. It's not every day that a college volleyball game needs to upgrade its venue to a football stadium. And I just got to give credit where credit is due. I remember the games in the Coliseum and to think that they, you know, sold out at the at Memorial Stadium. Absolutely amazing. You look at women's volleyball, 92,000 people showed up at a women's volleyball game. That's crazy. Yeah. And um, what did it feel like? to play in front of more than 90,000 people. I think the whole day was just, it was super emotional for all of us. Super emotional is absolutely right. And, you know, that's exactly what you get when you go to Tallah Stadium to see the Republic of Ireland women's national team or to Parnell Park or any of the places around the country where the Little National League is going to be getting underway now in the next couple of weeks. We had the opportunity at Croke Park to speak to Lindsay Peterson, who is the director of operations with the Volleyball Nebraska team. And she explained to us a little bit about 
where the idea came from to tilt at this particular windmill of a world record attendance, how it came to be, and perhaps most importantly, what the impact has been on the programme and the university since that time. So we've just heard a clip from this wonderful world record breaking day that you had in the Nebraska football stadium. Take us back to the moment when you thought that this was possible, that this was something that you wanted to take a tilt at. Well, um, I remember when it first came up, I thought, no way, like there's just no way we're going to be able to do this. And then as we continued to brainstorm and think outside the box a little bit, the excitement grew and um, I thought we, we have a real shot of it. And I think what we initially thought from our attendance was going to be um, people were like, oh, we can maybe get 30, 40,000. And I've been a part of Nebraska volleyball for long time played there and been a part of it and I knew our fan base and I thought you know what our fan base if we have a challenge out there Nebraska wants to go above and beyond they want to do something no one else has done and I really thought our fans would would come out and support us and so when we saw those first couple days the first day of ticket sales within hours what we had sold and and to what we did after two days and selling you know 90,000 over 90,000 tickets really speaks volume to our fans and this, the loyalty they have to our program. But also it shows that we were willing to go out and try to do something that no one else has done. It wasn't just about breaking that attendance record. It was about making it out of reach for anybody to else to try to break that record. And were the players bought into this as well? Because when you look at them, they're college athletes uh, like you were yourself. They're, you know, they're young girls that are playing sport to a very high level but they're not imagining that they could ever really sort of play in front of that 90,000. Is that an important takeaway from what you did was that it actually opens up those players' eyes to the fact that, yes, it is possible? Absolutely. I think we open their eyes when they come, when we're recruiting them and they see what we do game in and, you know, night in and night out and selling out our matches with 8,000, a little over 8,000 people and them thinking about playing just in front of 8,000 people sometimes is overwhelming. But then for them to see that they can play in front of 92,000 people and you can have that many people supporting, you know, women in sport and what they can do. And these are tremendous athletes, but it also motivates them. They're on a platform right now that no other female athlete has been on in far, as far as volleyball in our program has been on. And so they understand now they have a real opportunity to continue to create this, continue to push this momentum forward and create things for young, young girls that they didn't even dream of when they were young, let alone a lot of us that have come before them didn't dream of. We didn't dream of getting to this point. And now what do they have the capability of doing to help these young girls dream and, and continue to raise the bar? And just to put in context those numbers, the 91,000, the 8,000, the college population in the University of Nebraska is 22,000? Yeah. <laughs> What's the population of, of Lincoln? So Lincoln is just... Uh, around 250,000 people. The state of Nebraska in general is 1.8 million people. So when you're able to think about that stadium on that day, that day was the third largest city in the state of Nebraska, this stadium alone. And so when you think in those numbers and to think what a fan base did with that type of population is pretty incredible to think they did that. And to do it on a Wednesday too in the middle of a week um, was really, was was something that we 
we thought was going to be maybe a downfall for us to have it on a Wednesday versus a weekend. And, um, but it was really the whole state bought in. It wasn't just about Nebraska volleyball. It was about volleyball in the state. It was about women in the state. We did it as a way to celebrate where we've come, how far we've come and to celebrate volleyball in the state of Nebraska from our um, high school club, the youth levels, all the way up to our collegiate um, program. We have a lot to be proud of, and we're we've built an incredible program across the board for all those different levels. And so that was really it was a celebration, and people came out to celebrate. <clears throat> excuse me, how far we've come. And we're here today. We were talking about the the legal research with the Ladies Gaelic Football Association about how we need to change perceptions and how we need to change the behaviour of people and the way that they think about women's sport. That's exactly what you did in that one Wednesday. Where has it gotten to now since then? Like, what's the what's been the payoff for that in terms of something measurable that you can actually put your finger on and say, well, we did that, and therefore this is what has happened. Well, I think you can see it in the viewership of volleyball this season, what has happened, the visibility, the media coverage that volleyball has received. It's exceeded record numbers. Several matches this year would set a new record with viewership, and then there'd be another match and another record be set. So you continue to see that wave of momentum push through and to see that as a result of one you know, one opportunity where we really took a big risk, but we felt the importance in to to try to do something that would have a large impact. And we see that now. And I think moving forward, you'll just continue to see it. Our national championship was on ABC, um, which has never been done before. And the, you know, 2 million at 1.2 million viewers were watching that. And so, uh, it's allowing our sport to be more visible. It's allowing women in sport to be more visible. And I think people will continue to see there's there's great value in that and there's great value in women's sports. And so it's exciting. And I hope that this league feels that excitement and sees some of that excitement as well. And seeing that taking this risk and trying to get more people there will pay off in the long run. I think it will. There's always a danger that those of us who kind of live in a bubble, who who want to go, who want to see those matches and who want to actually support it, that we don't actually sort of recognize the fact that maybe the rest of the population isn't there. And it needs something that there was an element of risk to it because hiring out the football stadium is not going to be cheap. It's going to be a big risk reputationally, every other which way. Um, But it was worth it. It was worth it because... Um, we knew that we were going to have people that had to fill that stadium that had probably never been to a volleyball match. Um, but that was also part of our hope and why we wanted to do it is we wanted to allow that opportunity to people that maybe have never seen a volleyball match or seen our team. And so it could have been a double-edged sword. It worked out in our favor that they came to it. Yes, there was you know, expense involved, time. There could have been um, a lot of things. Weather could have greatly impacted it. Um, being an indoor sport, taking it outside, there's a lot of a lot of question marks in that. But you, we kind of reached a spot where we had to do this, or we weren't going to be able to have an attendance record. I mean, we were at a spot where it was, this was our only option, and so this was our option. How are we going to make it work? What are we going to do? We can't be afraid that every roadblock we hit sets us back or turns changes our mind we have to be willing to come around figure a way to get through those blocks to make this happen and um it took a lot of effort it was a lot of planning a year's worth of planning to go into it um and i think that's what can be deceiving sometimes people think it just happened by snapping our fingers but it didn't you think of the all the people that came before that laid that foundation to help develop that love for volleyball and the fans 
that we had to try to grow our fan base initially. If we didn't have a fan base to start out with, we couldn't fill a stadium. So it happened, started years ago. And so I think you have to be, people have to get outside that bubble and you have to get people outside that bubble to try to buy in into it um, and see that there is real opportunity and real value in it. Can you remember the emotion personally when you looked out over the stadium when the the fly past mm-hmm. took place when the players were looking up to the skies when all of these tens of thousands of young girls in the huge crowd were looking at it and thinking wow that's something that we did yeah i can definitely remember i mean just talking about now gives me goosebumps and takes me back to it and you know, I had tears in my eyes. Um, we, I just looked around and it was really breathtaking. I mean, it really was to, to be in that stadium and just know we had come so far and to know what this, what that day stood for. And, um, several people afterwards had said how real the emotion was, you know, that, that day, lots of fans in the, in, lots of fans were crying at that point to understand really what just took place. And I think, um, you know, women's sports, there is a lot of emotion and there is, it's a different feel than a men's sporting event. And so I think that was accomplished that day and it's, it, it made an impact and a memory that people aren't going to ever forget. They say that you will always miss 100% of the shots you never take. Thanks for taking that shot back in the day. Um, thanks for coming over to Dublin this week and sharing it with us, uh, Lindsay Peterson. I appreciate it. It's been an incredible stay and I'm so happy to be a part of this. Ninety-two thousand and three attendees out of a university population of only twenty-two thousand. That is a remarkable achievement, but it just goes to show what can be done with an amount of hope and an amount of real dedication to getting things done, to changing behaviour, and to setting a world record. We might not set a world record at the Lidl National League games, but we can increase the attendance not only at the final and at the TG Cahar All Ireland Championship final in Croke Park later on in the year but at every single game in every single county across the country across all four divisions the tournament gets underway on Sunday January the 14th and the marquee fixture of the opening round of games is going to be Dublin against Kerry which takes place on Saturday January the 20th the figures which we found in the research included the fact that 59% of the population out of a thousand people asked had never been to a female sports event of any description never mind a national game or a big club match or anything like that but even following kids in their matches either in school or in their local clubs uh, that figure has got to come down now the figure for the general population attending any sports event was 29 percent you kind of wonder who those people are but we can't always assume that everybody shares the same interest and passion for sport that we do so maybe that figure is going to remain constant but the next time this research is done that number has got to come down from 59 percent and it starts potentially this weekend it starts potentially with you going along, bringing sons, bringing daughters, bringing wives, bringing husbands, bringing mothers, bringing fathers, bringing people to see that women's sport is absolutely worth the trouble of going out of the house and going to a live game. The emotion, the connection that you get from live sport is just simply 
unbeatable. We're going to be diving more into those figures. You can read all about them on the sportforbusiness.com website. And we will be chatting to uh, representatives from Lidl and from the Ladies Gaelic Football Association at the conclusion of this year's campaign so that we can see exactly how much of an impact some of the uh, launch activity that has taken place recently has had. We are very hopeful that it is going to make a very big difference. You can subscribe to the Sport for Business podcast, which drops every Tuesday and Thursday across a whole wide range of sporting areas on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. There's now more than 50 interviews to listen back to, including with CEOs, athletes, inspiring individuals like Lindsay Peterson that we've just heard from, and many more. If you like it, please feel free to spread the word. And if you'd like to hear from a particular guest, why not get in touch? Feel free to do so at rob at sportforbusiness.com. Thank you for taking the time to listen in today.